Hello all, this is Blind Haired Girl. I wanted to talk about a couple of things. The first thing that I want to talk about is this really weird idea that had come to me. It was an impression that came to me. I can't, I think it was during a meditation. I, I attempt to meditate every day sometimes more than once a day. I, I don't really talk about meditation that much in my material, do I? I really don't. Uh, but I I personally, it's a practice of mine um, where I, I actually attempt to just spend time with whatever it is that is the essence of everything that is. <clears throat> so I, I take the time every day to just be with it. So I, I'm in this meditation and I have this, this thought come to mind that says that there is no God as we think of God. Okay, so <laughs> and what I'm going to say is I'm going to say the same thing that I say all the time. Like, I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong. But this was the, the impression that I got was that there is not a God like we think of God. Like a single entity that is somehow has any likeness to us whatsoever. <clears throat> okay, so, and I have to say, because <laughs> I've said this before, and I, I actually stand by this, that I believe that the God is the building block. So God is the clay and the creation that is created out of the clay and the creator. Like, I don't believe there's any separation. I believe that we are made of the building blocks of what I perceive to be creation, creator, the thing created. And I refer to it as God because I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But what had come to me was that there is not a God like we think of a God. So when I'm in, in meditative states, a lot of times I get this feeling in my body of what I would describe as a sensation of electricity. And, and I believe that that energy is God. And so God being an energy, the energy of everything that is, 
So the manifest, the unmanifest, the the there is no separation between anything. It is all connected in the molecular structures of atoms that are all touching one another. Like I've thought about some of like the most bizarre things. <laughs> okay, and then and then like if you you know, one of these theories that I have that some of this like seems to come to me and then I find evidence of it outside of myself. But or maybe it's coming to me from and then I'm gathering evidence about it, but that all timelines are happening simultaneously so that everything that if everything is in the present, if the present is all we have, if our lives are a series of present moments, then that which happened seemingly, supposedly 2,000 years ago could be present in this moment, because I, I think about these bizarre things, like if I've ever actually taken in the same oxygen as Jesus. I know, I think about really bizarre things. But the oxygen is still here from all of these different timelines. And so it is possible. Hmm. Kind of wild thoughts. I know. I think about weird stuff. <clears throat> so part of what has been in, in been inspiring me to to think or talk about the nature of quote unquote God is that I keep you know, I've been talking about these tarot card readers that I, I just sort of enjoy it. It's kind of like entertainment for me. It, it, you know, I don't necessarily take them hugely seriously. I just have a lot of fun with it. And, and sometimes I have like these really, really, really strange things that happen <laughs> um, with these tarot card readers. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that was just so weird. Like these synchronicities that I... I can't explain away. They're just bizarre. But anyway, but a couple of them use these phrases and they use like God and they, they refer to God in the, the masculine. He. And and one of them, more so than the other, but one of them really talks about the justice of God and basically that they're having a moment because God is basically in some ways kind of vengeful and is, 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 keeping them away from you. I don't know, just, just behaving more in a human way than the way that I think God really is. And that is, 
that I don't believe that God has favor. And, you know, and I know how bizarre some of my concepts might seem, you know, especially given the fact that we are so indoctrinated into believing that there are chosen ones. But I don't believe that God, the nature of God is like that. I think the nature of God is more like what Jesus talked about, like the sun is just shining and in this very, very non-biased way. Like the sun doesn't shine on, like when it's shining, it's not shining on some people and not on other. Like, I mean, sometimes it is in the sense that there's clouds or, you know, like sometimes the sun is shining on one part of the world and not the other. But I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> there isn't this like biasness. It's like we like to to think, you know, that or religions like to think that they're on the right side with God, as in he, and that God is going to smite people, you know, basically our enemies, you know, like the the Psalms, you know, I always thought the Psalms were so beautiful, except, I mean, if you're really reading them, they're pretty violent, you know, but smush everyone, all of my enemies, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, is that a way we're supposed to be? Does Jesus talk about us being like that, wishing ill on people, our enemies, wishing them dead, wishing them torture? Which which is which is a whole other thing that's been that's been um <laughs> kind of coming into my awareness recently. But so and so these tarot card readers are still, and they, they, you know, because there's a lot of Christians who do not believe in tarot. They believe it's the occult and that it's, it's bad and you should never read tarot. Nobody can read the future. There's no such thing as a psychic medium. Nobody can see people on the other side or they shouldn't. Nobody should dabble in these realms that are not visible to the naked eye, I guess. And there's part of me who feels like there is some validity to that because we have to be super careful. <laughs> I mean, you're like, I'm, I'm a person who has had has had experiences with negative entities that I could not see, but I could definitely feel. And if I had to, you know, endure experiences. And I can tell you that I do believe that there are negative entities out there. I do. I do believe that. But I just choose to not pay attention to them. Some people think that they mess with us, even whether we pay attention to them or not. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I really don't. Um, 
I will tell you, I'm going to quote the Bible again. I know I use it from only, I'm a picker and chooser of that, which I'm going to talk about. But there was this phrase and Jesus and the disciples had run up to him and said, Jesus, Jesus, we've been casting off demons in your name. And he said, he said, basically, do not focus on that. Focus that your name is written in the book of life. And so I just felt like that was like, don't focus on this, focus on that. And so I choose in my own life to, to be a little bit more focused on realms that are higher in nature. But I don't think that these, these tarot card readers are in any way evil or, you know, I mean, I don't believe they are there. I think that these women are amazing. I just don't believe in their, the way they speak of God. And so I still feel like in some ways my silence, you know, but then I also do not feel the need. Well, you know, I don't believe that way. I don't feel the need to correct them or I don't feel that my way is the right way. I mean, I just, I just personally do not believe that God has a gender. I don't, don't believe that God is either female nor male. (laughs) I don't know. To me, the whole idea of that is preposterous. Every once in a while, I accidentally mess up because I came from a Catholic background and, you know, I mess up and accidentally call God a, a he. I never refer to God as a female. I never make that mistake because I was raised a Catholic. So, I mean, you know, God, if there's, you know, God has got to be male, you know, but I don't believe that God is a gender. So I would call it more like it or they, not necessarily them. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I'm really having to learn about these pronouns. And one of these days I'll do another one of my non-binary Um, uh, but not today. So I don't really necessarily want to get into that. Um, but so, um, so recently, you know, I watch a bit of social media, just, I have a lot of fun with it. I, um, I, I don't know. I enjoy it. I feel like I get a lot of useful information. There's a lot of garbage, but I just scroll through the garbage. Um, but some of my girls have been, you know, like, like, and recently there's just been this whole role, this whole like, like role as in like a whole bunch of tick talking that is on a theme that I would perceive to be very anti-male. And I haven't gone on TikTok. I haven't like duetted them or anything. I, but I may because I've been writing down some comments that this one particular TikTok person has not been directly responding to me, which I've been really happy about that she hasn't because in the past I've had them like really come after me. So most of the time, most nearly always, I only write very positive things. 
fantastic, lovely, beautiful, well done. I mean, I'm like, I am like the cheerleader, you know, I just like, and if it's not something I agree with, I just don't say anything because that's what my mom taught me. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I don't, I, so, but the last, you know, when she's just gotten like so, so anti-male and basically all these females and it could be males too, but I'm going to speak only for the females because those are the ones that I'm seeing. But there was this male person who put out that he just wishes that he had a purse, a woman in his life, like a romantic partner who would like cook for him. And for some reason that I, I'm, you know, all of these women just pounced on him started duetting him and it just started this whole, um, you know, and then I had put something about true story that I got up every day when my son was in school and made him lunch. And yes, he was too, some people would say he was too old for that. Some people would say I was enabling him. People would say all kinds of crap to me about this, but I didn't care. I got up and made my son his lunch and made him breakfast because I love him. Simply for the fact that I love him. Yeah, he's going to leave. He's already gone. He's having to make his own breakfast. He's having to make his own lunch now. He, he's on his own. He's a responsible human being. He's got a job. He's in college. He makes straight A's. He's an exceptionally wonderful person. And yes, I did. I got up and I made him a sandwich for lunch because I loved him. I would buy him special bread. I would go stand at the deli and get his, him his blazing buffalo chicken and his special cheeses and get him his special types of dressings, special bread, special chips, everything. I wanted him to have what he wanted. I wanted him to eat healthy food. And I just want to say, like, whatever happened to us just wanting to take care of each other just because we love each other. Now it's just like, you know, why I'm not going to just, you know, go to work and do all this stuff, you know, and then I'm not going to do stuff for him. He could just make his own damn sandwich. And then I, I got to say, like, really, like, honestly, what is the point? Like, what is the point? And and I'm not sure about this woman. I think she might be a lesbian because she has like tons of rainbows around. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a lesbian. But like, she seems incredibly anti-male. So what does her, so she's a lesbian. So what does her female partner do? And And what is the point? of us being together and forming some kind of alliance if we don't want to take care of each other. What is the point? 
it's totally different. I mean, I think that it's totally fine to go in and make, make your sandwich. It's completely different. When somebody makes a sandwich for you that loves you, it tastes different. It really does. There's a totally different intentionality behind that. Doing something out of love or doing something for other reasons. I mean, it just has a completely different taste to it. And it's just, I just feel like kind of as a society, we've gotten into these these ideas about things that are just, to me, so unloving. And I kind of understand what they're talking about with, with this feeling of a, of a disproportionate amount of, of effort. I kind of do. Like, even now, I have my own, like, biases, I don't think that I would date a man who does not like have the same amount of drive as I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't think I would. And I, I, you know, kind of like what she's talking about is like this guy who like, he just wants a mom. He just wants somebody to take care of him. And like, she's kind of like talking about a guy who's kind of like a freeloader and he's, you know, um, but even if he works, like why should he come home and expect her to make him a sandwich? Make your own damn sandwich basically was the whole idea. But I kind of feel like the point where I don't feel like making you a sandwich is kind of in the, in the point where there's a demise in the relationship. <laughs> because I find great joy in caring for another person. And when I don't want to care for him anymore, that's not a good thing. I'm not feeling very loving, you know, um, and I can't, I can't say that I, I ever really stopped. I mean, I, I, I remember with all the people that I've ever attempted to, to partner with that I, their happiness, not that I could make them happy, but I wanted to buy them their favorite things. So like when they came home, you know, yeah, I did have dinner on the table, friends. The dinner was on the table. I planned out, I did meal planning. I did, I was like, I was like the quintessential like housewife. (laughs) And I always had like this part-time job because I wasn't really good with just staying home. I, I had to have something, some kind of something going on. So I had like a part-time job and then I, I, I was a full-time, you know, mother and I, I, I was a quintessential housewife and I just like, I had a lot of Martha Stewart stuff and I would like, 
look through recipes and I would would menu plan and and strangely enough like I wasn't expecting this but my kids really took this on where like my daughter and her significant other they make all these amazing foods and then my my son is like asking me about you know, mom, how do you make your blah, blah, blah? You know, I mean, it's like my kids just like took up where I left off with them. They knew that this was important to me. And I think that they felt the difference in it. When their birthday came, I baked them a homemade cake. It was not from a box, my friends. And I made the the frosting and I made the, the thing. And these were like with layers on, on a beautiful cake plate. And, and, you know, and it was just, and then now they're like, you don't love me anymore, mom. Because if I don't make them homemade birthday cake, it's like bad. They're sad about it. So I guess that what I could say is that not necessarily for me, I don't know that that's like necessarily my love language, but like this is how I express love to the people in my life is that I take care of them. I do their laundry. I fold their laundry. I make sure their sheets are clean. I, you know, I try to keep our play. I try to make sure they have enough of their shampoo and their soaps and their, make sure their towels are washed. You know what I mean? I like to take care of the people in my life. And and I and I don't understand what's wrong with that because like one of the things that this TikToker, the rainbow lady, said was basically, and she said that kind of I felt like it was like speaking straight to me that I have no self-esteem. I have no self-esteem and that I am not properly training my children. <laughs> to take care of themselves, to be perfectly (laughs) self-sufficient. And you know what? I just laugh because like I, I emphatically disagree. I mean, like the proof is in the fact that my children are incredibly self-sufficient, self-reliant, and they're amazing contributors to society in a very positive way I don't you know my son was telling me that he like a lot of times he cleans his girlfriend's apartment he goes and he buys groceries I mean he you know my kids are some pretty great kids and I was always the kind of person who led by example And this just carried on when I was a single mom because I was a single mom for years, you know. And so it just carried on that way. And we had our little traditions and, and, and we cooked and we, and I just took care of them as much as humanly possible. And so, like, I know I've talked about this in the past, but I mean, like, really, if we don't care about someone else's and and see just the fact that this man asked for this, like, he's saying how what love looks like to him. 
This man is saying, I wish that I had a woman in my life who loved me enough to make me a sandwich. (laughs) He's saying how he wants to be loved. And then women are pouncing on him because, well, you're not supposed to expect that. Just go love yourself, which I mean, I know that we have to have a level of self-love, but it's really fun to love someone else. (laughs) How did I get on this subject? Um, I just really, really wanted to talk about that. And so somehow, which I'm not really sure. Okay, so I get on this this thing about God. Okay, and then these tarot card readers and them attributing God in this maleness. And in this like societal, and it's so heightened right now, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but just in my opinion, there is so much focus in our society, in the U.S., that is anti-male. And it's sort of like anti-religion and anti-male and, and that, that we should not be accommodating this in any way, shape, or form. Male being in need in any way or at all, I guess. I guess they're just supposed to be, um, I'm not sure, I guess, completely self-reliant. I, I, I don't know. But I was seeing this, this um, just seems like a, a push in this direction, in this, in this anti, anti-maleness, <clears throat> But so I had had a conversation with somebody that I had not talked to in a long time over the weekend. She's somebody that I've known personally, but also in work situations. And we got to talking a little bit about energy because it is my belief, and I could be wrong. Okay, I'm, I'm admitting I could be wrong about everything. <laughs> but I get this impression that it's not necessarily these entities that, that, are, that are kind of in this strange battle. And this, and this battle is also like male-female right now. Like, like it feels like these women's rights are going and it feels like it's at the hands of men. And then like, I'm going to get back to what I wanted to say, but I'm afraid I'm going to forget this and I don't want to. I have to mention it like right now. So I don't know what state he's from, but some political figure that I don't even know what if he's in state, he must be in state politics, but, and I don't know what state it is, but anyway, he was making this suggestion that if men were forced to pay child support, because, you know, they're trying to say that, that 
an unborn child is a child is a is a a life a full blown life who is entitled to basically the same or more more um rights than even the mother um <laughs> from the time of conception so so the time of conce- conception to that child is a child in the mother's womb. Okay, so given that, some people are suggesting that perhaps men should have to pay child support. Okay, and this guy is suggesting that if men were forced to pay child support, they would be more likely to ask the woman to get an abortion, and she would be more likely to go across state lines and get an abortion. So basically, he's saying men should not be forced to pay child support. And this is, this is, okay, so this is sort of the opposite. (laughs) And I know I I sound like I'm all over the place and I kind of am. So this is the opposite of what I was referring to before about this, the rainbow woman suggesting that women accommodate, women with no self-esteem accommodate their children and their, and their, their, the men in their life. And that men should, you know, not have that expectation that she's going to gonna do this. But the opposite of that is that men have no culpability in a pregnancy. That they have no responsibility to the woman who care, is carrying that child and and in some cases no responsibility to the child itself and and i don't agree with that either it's like basically it just feels like in all these different scenarios love is just out of the equation altogether it's like just love there's no presence of love in any of this you know, with wanting to take care of somebody. Like, what about a guy who, okay, you know, I, I don't know that I'm ready for a baby, but I'm, I'm going to try to figure this out. And, and not abandoning the, the mother and the child. Like, where is love in all of this? Like, are we just so animalistic that we just go and just do the deed and not have any responsibility whatsoever? And I'm not trying to, like, like shame anybody. But on the other hand, like, like, sometimes we know where babies come from. I mean, some of these kids are too young to, like, really understand what is happening. Like they really are too young to understand, you know, their frontal lobe isn't even nearly formed. So they don't understand the long-term consequences of their actions. So they're just going and doing, and the next thing you know, there's a baby. <laughs> like, oh crap, now what am I going to do? And it is, it's kind of weird to expect, you know, a 15-year-old boy to pay child support. So what are we going to do here? 
but I don't know. So, okay. So the bigger, the bigger thing that I, you know, and I was, I was talking to my friend about this and I'm like, you know, I, I really think that there, there are forces or there are powers that are even that we cannot see that are actually at play here. Like we think it's the people we can see. And I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure that there are not entities that we cannot see that are at play here too, to the negative and the positive. So, so sometimes I, I will be in a situation or I'll be sitting somewhere and I will start to have these like really weird thoughts. Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, what is that and where is that coming from? And somebody in my life years ago had suggested that not all of my thoughts are coming from me. And this has actually been proven. That it's like we think we think. Like we think that we think, but actually... There are these waves of thought that just like kind of come into our into our brains, and that not all of them are just like came from us. So sometimes I'll have these, you know, like moments where I'm like, okay, where did that come from? And then I'm just, you know, and then I just really try to to not necessarily push it away, but just. You know, I just try to give it to God, frankly. God, like that I said that I don't even know if there is yet a God. The way we think of a God. But I do believe that there is a force and I do believe it is love. And I do believe that I'm not entirely sure exactly what that is and this may be a whole different podcast that I'm going to have to come back to because love love is a really 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 weird thing like what we've been taught that love is I'm it's a really like I'm not sure what it is at this point and I really need to do a little bit more like just allowing and getting my impressions about it because I'm not sure that it's always what we think it is as in nice And I'm not saying that I believe in like this whole idea of tough love. I'm not saying that I believe in that because I'm not sure that I do. Like this whole idea, like constructive criticism, you know. I, I don't know. Some of these like other things, I'm not sure. But but I'm I'm just not really sure that love is always this forced thing of... I, I just, I just, you know, I don't really have my thoughts all together. I'm, I'm trying, you know, just this forced sense of niceness. And looking at my own life and the way that I've perceived, because like in the last week with my new job, I was told by somebody, this person, I was, I was observing a, a counseling session and the counselor said to the child, 
I'm not nice like she is, referring to me as me being nice. And when I'm told this about myself, it's like, I just want to say you don't know me. Yes, I do have this persona. And so I have to look at myself and say, why would she say that about me? And yes, I do. I come off this way. And I can't say that I'm not a nice person because I am generally a very nice person, but she still doesn't know me. She doesn't know who I am. And and, and in building this whole this whole persona around myself, you know, like being raised a Catholic and being in a family and having this expectation that that's the way a female behaves. Females are nice. And that if I'm not nice, I'm not going to be accepted. If I'm not nice, then I'm, I, I, there's names that are said about me. If I'm not always playing the nice role. But that's just on me. That I don't know. This is a role that I play. And it could be that I just made my son sandwiches every day because I didn't want to lose his love for me. I mean, it could be argued. I wanted my child to like me, so I made him a sandwich every day so that he would like me. Could be that my motivations for everything I do in my life is so, you know, so that somebody won't not love me. I mean, I'm willing to concede that that might be the truth. I mean, because clearly Rainbow Woman doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) but I would argue and say that I made the sandwich for my son because I love him and I will argue that and I will stand by that as a truth so I will say that it was 80% that I loved him and 20% that I was afraid that my son might not love me because I didn't take care of him Maybe his love for me was contingent upon my behavior toward him, as in my love for him, my care for him. Could be. Could be that I'm just behaving just, you know, in a certain way for certain reasons. But I just wonder what it is, our desire to have God be male. What is it about that, that comfort of God being male? Like having to assign a gender, having to assign a tough, like a a strong man who's going to defend me against my enemies. What is that? Anyway, I hope that this makes some sense. <laughs> but I guess it's enough for now. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm, I like these are just the things that are on my mind and I just I just wanted to put it out there. I sure do appreciate y'all listening. 
and I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.